Eight minutes past five o'clock as we sometimes talk about things that are lighthearted. Sometimes it's just, you know, we laugh a little bit. We have a good time. But sometimes we got to jump right in and roll around in the mud and deal with some hard questions, too. And this is going to be one of those segments having to do with the holidays and grief and or grieving. How do you know when it's going to hit? How can you prepare yourself for it if it is going to hit? And the other issue is, you know, is it going to be the same? And when will it be back to the way we hoped that it would be? Let's see if we can get the answer to some of those questions from Tammy Miske. She is with Slippery Rock University, where she's an assistant professor in the public health and social work area. In addition to being an academician, she has 20 plus years working in social work. Tammy, it is wonderful to have you joining us on KDKA. How are you? I'm well. Thank you for having me today. So how do you define grief from just a clinical standpoint? If you're looking at it as a social worker, how do you define grief? Grief simply is a reaction to a loss. And, you know, we could go much more clinical into that. But if we just think about loss as a change in our circumstances or or something has happened that has just changed the way we're functioning, and that can be by circumstance or by choice. So it could be something like a divorce or a change of jobs or deployment for the military or a loss of someone due to death. All of those types of circumstances or changes can result in grief reactions. And those grief reactions can include emotional reactions, physical, cognitive, behavioral changes. So there's a whole array of reactions that people experience when when they've experienced a loss. At the same time, this is something that has been studied for many, many years. I mean, this is something that that people who are dealing with these issues of public health and dealing with social work have concentrated on for a very, very long time. Despite the amount of effort that's been put into that, has anyone figured out what triggers it? Because I think that's the million-dollar question, isn't it? Right. I think absolutely. You're right. There's been a great deal of research in this area. And we've grown a lot. We've grown to understand that grief uh, reactions do not follow a, a linear uh, linear stages or a timetable. Grief reactions are very individual and they vary depending on the circumstances and, and the relationship and that individual person. Very much a complex and evolving uh, kind of experience for people. Uh, but we do know and we've learned some more about what can trigger those reactions. And we know that sometimes the holidays, uh, the season that we're right in the middle of right now, can trigger reactions uh, to kind of resurface. I think a lot of people will refer to, to their grief experiences as, you know, waves coming in or um, I had an individual describe it to me as a as traffic at some point because at some points you're moving right along and things seem, seem to be going well and all of a sudden something happens and you're in a traffic jam. You're stuck. And whatever's going on, you have to deal with it in that moment in order to keep moving again or you just have to kind of wait through it. And that's what can happen sometimes with this holiday season. Season for people who've had a significant loss, um, they can be triggered by things like, uh, you know, gatherings with family when maybe that person is no longer there, whether that's due to divorce or due to uh, a death of a loved one. Uh, it could be that just the traditions, the holidays aren't the same uh, as they were in the past because of those changes. We tend to associate so many of our traditions with the people 
we did them with, right? I mean, I think that's the, the big reality for many people. And the time of the holidays are a time of great tradition, right? We think about, you know, decorating the tree. We think about we sat down with grandma and had hot chocolate. We think about this was always what my dad made when we got together on New Year. I mean, you could do a thousand of them. Everybody has their own, right? And that's what makes it nonlinear. There's not a single A plus B equals C in the case of grief, is there, Tammy? Absolutely. And and those are exactly the things that could on one side trigger reactions and make maybe uh, the, the, the holiday or the circumstance a little more emotional or, or really um, something somebody wants to avoid. But it could also be something we use as a way to cope. So you mentioned sitting down and having hot chocolate or decorating the tree. And if that's something you did with a person who's no longer in your life, how can you, could you still do that? Could you have hot chocolate in memory of grandma? Could you make uh, grandma's favorite meal and enjoy that together as a family and share memories and photos of her as a way to kind of cope with the loss uh, of grandma during this time? So there are ways that we could maybe anticipate some of those triggers and be prepared and maybe prevent those significant emotional reactions from surfacing by preparing for that and and having a plan in place. Is it safe to say that many people would go the opposite direction, that they would avoid talking about it, that they would not want to do that? I mean, I, I, I think there's an awful lot of avoiders out there, aren't there? No, there absolutely are. You're right. Yes. I mean, we don't want to feel the difficult feeling. Sometimes we don't want to ask our friends or family members about a situation that's difficult or about a person who has died because we don't know what to say, right? So we just avoid it. And uh, and actually that can end up being more difficult. We may end up using those more unhealthy coping, coping mechanisms like um, using a substance, drinking alcohol, maybe just completely avoiding the holidays altogether or even the opposite, going full force and going above and beyond, just trying to keep so busy or trying to include everything that it becomes overwhelming and and maybe even leading to a point of exhaustion as well. But you're right. That is kind of our first inclination to avoid, to just uh, distract and do other things. And there's some that can be helpful in some ways in little doses to give us a little break from what can be very challenging about grief but we still need to face that grief. We still need to give opportunities for memorializing that person or just feeling the feelings that go along with what can be a tough season for many of us. Well, hopefully this will be the first step for a lot of people to think about these things, to acknowledge these things and say, you know what, maybe what I was planning wasn't the best way to do it. So thank you for opening that for us and opening our eyes a little bit, Tammy. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you again. Tammy Mixkey, professor. Slippery Rock University, where she's an assistant professor in the Department of Public Health and Social Work.